Welcome back to the show. We are Ash and Jules. And today we're going to be talking about therapy and mental health during the pandemic because I know we all been losing it. Oh, some people have been losing it more than others. Yeah, if you already had mental health issues in the pandemic, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if the pandemic triggered some mental health issues from you, I'm there for you. And because of all of this flop and mental health and it going down the hill and everybody feeling alone, trigger, anxious, not trusting outside, or maybe just feeling awkward and uncomfortable. I don't know. It's so weird because I got used to wearing my mask. So now if I'm not wearing my mask, I feel like naked. I'm like, (laughs) you're looking at my mouth. I feel like my tits are out and my vagina showing. Right. Like, like I feel exposed. And I mean, I I get why, but at the same time, it seems silly. But, you know, in reality, it's like, I don't want to kill myself or others. Like, obviously, we don't have anything. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm safe. Either way, you never know if you have it or not. So I'd just rather be safe. Then sorry. And not everybody, as the, that's the thing about this pandemic, it's not about getting COVID or the side effects or if you get it bad or if you get it light. It's about it is being highlighted how much people actually care about their health. Oh, 99% of Americans and, don't give a fuck about anyone. And it's like the people that actually do, like on a regular Tuesday, care about their health and germs and all that type of stuff, they're just like, what is wrong with you? Like, how come you are like this? Like, how come you're just so extremely against everything? Because I understand not wanting to get a vaccine. Whatever. Not everyone wants to get it. Fine. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But then you don't want to wear a mask and you you want to be on fucking top of me. Now I'm gonna. I feel like punching you in the fucking exactly, face. Exactly, because it's not just about you; it's about other people. But that's a different story. Because that's the thing too. I could give two shits about myself, which is another thing we'll, we'll get to when we talk about therapy and mental health a little bit later. I could give two shits about myself, but what I do care about is other people. That's the only reason I, I got the vaccine. Because it affects more than just me. It's a greater scale. And. My my mother ended up getting COVID earlier in the year, so it's like it kind. Of, she's fine. She doesn't even have any fucking symptoms. But at the same time, it's like it it hits closer to home and it starts hitting you. You know, it's like damn, this is this is crazy because people like to compare it to the flu and how people don't get the flu shot because I never got the flu shot, but it's because my mom never got us took us to get flu shots, so it's like it wasn't part of the norm. But this shit. This is on some other shit. This is on some, I don't care. I don't discriminate. I want everybody. So guess what I did? I went and I got my vaccine. I got my my Janssen. My Johnson and Johnson. We got the dusty one. <laughs> I loved it, though, because I'm a lazy person. I know I wouldn't go for that sexy. Yeah, that, that was shot. for us people that I just need that one and done. I'm not going back. Exactly. You think you're going to see me again? Um, you're not going to see me again. That's why I was bad with birth control pills because you had to go back each time to get a refill. I don't got time for that. I'm I need with- a five-year commitment. 
that I don't have to go back for like years. I'm not good with like taking medication and things like that, like doing the daily thing. So it's like, come on, I I can't. Like, I, no, I don't even like leaving my house at this point. By the time I got the vaccine, I had been home already for, for like a year. I don't know. I don't want to leave my house. It's an inconvenience. I'm not even going to, to a Yankee game because we got the vaccine at Yankee Stadium. Which, by the way, I want my fucking free tickets because fucking five months later after we got it, they want to talk about, oh, you come get the vaccine, we'll give you free tickets. Where's my fucking free tickets? Where are they? I used to be on Twitter all the time scamming. Scam team assemble. <laughs> but guess what? They're not doing that no more. They did that for like two weeks. How about me, Yankees? This is your number one supporter coming here. I'm currently watching the game on the side. It's the Yankees and the Braves right now. It's tied at one. We're in the we're in the top of the fourth. And Joey Gallo's up at that. That's how committed I am. Give me my free tickets. Season tickets. Good tickets. Next to my men. Sponsor us also. Yeah, sponsor us too. If you don't give me the tickets, sponsor me at least. That's fine. I understand if you don't want me at the stadium. I, I could be a little intense. But as you see, the pandemic has triggered us <laughs> to have a lot of mental illness, a lot of mental fragility, and just weakness and breakdowns. I definitely have felt more overwhelmed, anxious, triggered by anything. Also, being that we're not outside, a lot of people are putting all of their lifestyle on social media. So you're starting to get to know people a little bit too much. And I realized I don't fucking like anybody. So, yeah, I've deleted, blocked, and got rid of a lot of people. So talking about apps, I feel like therapists were like, I'm not going to lose my money. So I'm going to make these apps. So a lot of therapy apps have been created which you get can get counseling via texting, virtual, video camera on the phone, through guided, guided um like questioning, conversation starters, and they have it for about anything, for like individual, marriage, couples. And this is what this is how I ended up having trouble. Probably how I how I ended up getting worse. Even though it was getting worse before the pandemic hit, but whatever. Let's pretend that it started with the pandemic. Because, obviously, I wasn't allowed to go in person for my therapy sessions anymore. Oh, surprise. I I go to therapy. Is that really a shock? No, I'm fucking insane. It's fine. But um, I would have my therapy sessions. They'd be via phone. They eventually switched it to virtual because Montefiore put in a a new feature on their app, on that My Chart shit. They created their own virtual video meetings. I didn't really do this because I don't like being on camera. Obviously, look, we're doing podcasts. You think I like being on camera? No, that's why I did the podcast. Um, either way, sorry, we called for time in the game. Either way, we started doing that, and I feel like I can't do that though. How could I? How could I do a therapy session when I'm at home with my siblings, the dog, my mom? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. This is, there's no privacy. I have to be in person. Because even if they're not home and we're on the phone, because, I, again, I don't like video calls, so we're going to be doing phone. I'm not even paying attention to you because guess what? You're not in front of my face. You're on the phone. So I'm, like, zoned out in another world. So you're talking to me, asking me questions. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm just giving you generic answers. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, I don't feel well. 
do I mean any of that? Maybe sometimes, but I don't even know what you're saying because I'm not focused on you. I'm not focused on anything that's happening. And then I was thinking maybe like writing, like texting, because I feel like for me, I express myself better when I write, especially when I have time to like create the, the text or the message, the letter, whatever. It comes out great. So that's when I decided to try BetterHelp because from what I know, I think that like, you could either do the messaging or you could do a video call or phone call. So I was going to try that. How they told me you have too many problems, call 911 or get a medical <laughs> professional. What? What? What you just said to me? You just called me fucking crazy? I'll fucking sue you. So imagine if you was in the worst frame of mind. And you're like, this is going to give me hope. I'm going to feel so much better soon because I'm going to be able to talk to someone right now. No, they just shut the door in your fucking face and spit in your fucking eyeballs. They said, I don't care. You're fucking crazy. Get the hell away from me. You're a little too crazy for our service. I I don't even remember saying anything that wild. (laughs) <laughs> like, because one of the questions I think is like, do you want to like kill yourself or something? I'm pretty sure I said no, because I don't want to kill myself. So why would I say yes to that? Either way, at the end of that little survey thing, they were like, no, we can't help you. What? Then who could fucking help me? Because my therapist said she's booked until next week. Who, who's helping me? I'm not going to the hospital. I got to pay like $400 to be told you're fine. Go home. Here's a little medication. You'll feel better. And that's an extra, like, $7,000 to take the medication. What? You think I'm rich? I ain't rich. I work for the DOE. And you know what's crazy? Like, when I first was, like, a senior in high school and I was looking into careers, like, I really wanted to be a psychologist. And I mainly wanted to be, like, a marriage counselor. But then, obviously, as I got older and more mature and I realized what the job really entailed, I was like, wow, like, this is a lot. Like, yes, I'm interested in the psychology behind everything and how people are and the deeper layers and all that stuff. All that stuff interests me. Psychology, astrology, all the ologies. I love all of that. Sociology, (laughs) biology. Not, I feel that shit. (laughs) Embarrassing. But you know, all about the deeper mind thinking, getting to know people, personality, the triggers, childhood trauma, all of that beautiful shit. I'm all about that. But then you're really dealing with people's real life, mental health, and anything that you say or do or alter basically is in your hands. Which is basically like being a teacher, but I guess it doesn't feel that scary, but it kind of does. Because, you know, a lot of people be talking shit, but being a teacher or even working with kids closely, that's wild because you're, like, affecting their whole life trajectory right there. Yeah, you, you're a big it, impact, it, a big influence in their life. Even, l- listen, even if you do nothing, you just affected them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, too, because they take that as, wow, look at this person. They spend, like, 50, not even 50%, we'll probably spend, like, 75% of our time with you, and they don't give a shit about us. Why would anyone else who spends less time with me? Why would they exactly. care about me? So I just realized, even like I do take my job with the kids seriously, but you know, 
just being a psychologist dealing with people's adult issues that's a little bit too grown for me like well that's why i took school psychology route because i don't i don't want to deal with adults i'd rather fix it from the start yeah um, exactly yeah like adult issues like i don't i don't even know about my adult issues and i don't want to know them so it's just like that's wild but i feel like everybody period no matter what career you are in you should take like psychology classes because i know yourself exactly and about other people and how to behave around other people and how to understand certain things because some people are just don't have self-awareness and that's like so important like you need to be self-aware in order to do everything in your career, personal life, or your family, or your friends, just dated life, living. Because if you are not self-aware about how you could yourself be triggering to others or be an asset to others, that's when you know that you don't fucked up. Like these psychology classes that I took, they really helped me a lot. And... People need to take that shit seriously and just do it. Even if you're not a psychology major, like just do it to get some extra credits and stuff. Because that's the thing too. A lot of people like to act like mental health and psychology, they're not important. It's just a little whatever. It's just a little speck of imagination or people projecting something. I don't know, some stupid theory that some dumb asshole came up with because they're insensitive and don't give a fuck about anyone, which is already, that's a red flag and a mental illness in itself. Either way, it's important to take because you may be perfect or whatever in your little fantasy land, but the people that you interact with may have a problem because this is what I end up coming across with. I feel... uh, like, in a way, I feel like no one really gets me. There's probably, like, two people in this world that understand what I'm going through. When it shouldn't be like that. In reality, I know that at least probably 5,000 people. Not, not like, perfectly. I don't know them extensively. But I know of at least 5,000 people plus. And out of those people, probably one of them, and I even really understand what I'm saying when I say I feel like this. That's a problem. Because I feel like most of the time people pretend like your problems aren't real. Oh, you got rejected for this? Oh, it's not a big deal. Get over it. Oh, you feel this way? Just be more positive. You'll be fine. It's shit like that that really triggers people. And when they can't do what you're saying, they feel like they're imperfect. And then that's when they go and they fucking kill themselves. Because they feel like, oh, I I couldn't do the simple task that this person's telling me is super easy. Wow, I'm a fucking failure and a fuck up. Why do I even deserve to be here? Boom, dead. The struggle. It's true, though. People don't take the time to really hear you out and and try to to get it. Because I've tried to explain this to my brother and my mother that sometimes I I go through periods where I don't do anything. I just lay in bed and I don't want to be bothered. I don't clean. I don't put away laundry. I don't do nothing. I don't acknowledge anything. I just want to be left alone and quiet. And then I try to explain to them, it's because I feel like this is not, no, no, no. It's because you're lazy. Oh, oh, okay. I guess I'm just fucking lazy and a stupid fuck up bitch. Thanks for that. 
thanks so much. I'll tell my therapist the next time I fucking talk to her in four weeks because I cancel that too. Because I don't want to fucking talk to anyone because no one's helping me. Which is funny because, you know, the therapist has actually taken a bunch of psychology classes so you would think they'd have a better aspect of trying to help me. Either way, it helps to at least learn a little bit to see the signs of maybe this person isn't lying to me and they're not fucking lazy. Maybe there is something deeper going on. Because let's face it, all of us have something wrong with us, whether we want to face it or not. For others, it's more severe. For others, it's not. But we all have problems. We should all take a step back and acknowledge it. Because as much as I hate, you know, people like, like Slub Bitch that I talked about in the last episode of Female Bosses, there's a lot of psychological shit wrong with her. So I get it. I still don't fucking like her. But I get it. I get where she's coming from. I get why she acts the way she does. But I've educated myself enough to realize why she does this thing. It's not because she's just a bitch. It's because this, this, and this happened. So, I don't know. I just feel like you should do a little bit more research before you... What time did that come out? Sorry, I got distracted. There's a video coming out today, though. By the time you listen to this, it'll be out about why Christy Carlson Romano doesn't talk to Shia LaBeouf anymore. That's some tea right there. That's some juicy, juicy tea. She's been getting some good teas out there. Which I know she's just trying to be seen and cloud chase. But but I'm here for that. Me too. I want to learn more. I want to know what's wrong with my boy Shia. Another, you see, another kid that he's done a lot of fucked up shit, but it's for a purpose. It's because his life has been so fucked. And he has a mental health issue. So it's like when you understand somebody's mental health, like you kind of like, you could sympathize with them in a way. I know that's going to be triggering for people. You're sympathizing with with the with this assaulter, with the I don't even know what he's done honestly. I forgot. I know it's something bad, but whatever. Nobody's but, saying you got to be best friends with the person, but also everybody is a human. It's like what we were talking about earlier people that are like drug addicts that commit suicide, it's like they don't receive the rest in peace, respect that they deserve. They suffering with something like addiction. You think is, someone uh, just goes out of their way to, to be a just, drug addict? No, it's because something's happening. No one just goes out of their way to. Well, I guess some people do, but they don't do it to the extent that other people's other people do that they become exactly. an addict and they die from. Like it. there's difference between being like a drinker that you just want to be drinking all the time, and a person that's literally like addicted like you must have it and if you don't have it you become aggressive anxious you want to hurt like you can't live without it exactly like you become like a whole different person like like why do you think you can't live without it it's because you're trying to avoid the real issue and if you have no other assets like no other thing let's say i like to drink but if i'm not drinking i'm not gonna fucking like die like i'll just go do something else i like to do other things for fun mm-hmm. there's some people that it's like that's the i i spoke to someone recently that told me that uh drinking is great because they don't have to feel anything and they don't have to think about anything everything's just everything's just numb and you mix it with like cocaine and everything's just great 
Um, and I'm just like, wow, that's really telling. Thank you for telling me that. I'm glad you feel comfortable to, to talk to me. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh my God, I feel horrible. Like something so bad must have happened in your life. Someone must have been so horrible to you. And I, I'm so sorry. And it sucks. And I'm all you can really do is hope that they get better. You know? That's what I hope for. For that person. That they just get get the maybe reassurance they need or some form of guidance to point them towards hope just fucking strike them out what's the fucking problem sorry watching the game this is very important Yankees are on the nine game when you streak so are the Braves this will tell who, who's gonna go into who the is the game. superior team well, that's the fucking Yankees win or lose. Because let's face it, they got the better record anyways, even though they've sucked and haven't had all their players all year. And look at them. Look at them. Who would have thought? Not me. That's the Paul Rudd uh, quote. Kind of. So I also feel, I know we've been talking about like personal like therapy, but I also feel like as a couple, couples have also need, need a therapy. And I do agree that virtually has not worked. Also, I've never really done couples therapy in person, so I will know the difference. But I just feel like for me personally, like it just feels very fake, like to do it virtually. Like we use the app lastly, and they have therapy for everything. Like you basically, when you first start the app, you do like a little quiz and then based on the quiz, it gives you like little areas that you got to work on. And it has like different categories. Like it has categories such as communication, trust, financial. Um, Let me see what else they have. Um, Conflict, sexual connection, repairing. They also have like a foundation where you're just building like a foundation of trust. Depression, let's just say if you guys have like depression and the relationship, sexual desire, body image, anxiety, like, and you could also add, let me see. Let's just say they have series so you can add them to your thing. Like, let's just say, even if it's not something that you're going through, appreciation, parenting together, forgiveness, your family culture, money, expectations, dealing with in-laws, parenthood. They even have premarital counseling. And let's just say if you're in the beginning stages, they have like healthy dating, tough seasons, which has to do obviously with like mental health, like stress, being long distance, accepting one another even just happiness, habits, technology, which we know technology is an issue right nowadays in relationship. They even do like monthly check-ins. Like once you do like a lot of months, you could do like monthly check-ins to see how you have grown as a couple. I don't know if lasting does individual because I've only done it as a couple, but you could try it out for free as well and they are amazing and you could do it on your own or you could do it with 
your partner and you guys can see each other's responses at the end like after you've already done it so you could do privacy and you don't feel pressured to have to write something because they wrote it like you cannot see what they wrote until you write your response let's just say so it's like you don't really feel influenced to say something because you saw that your partner says something so you're gonna feel like you gotta say like it's very natural but in my opinion i feel like it will work better in person again i'm just old-fashioned but i don't feel like it's bad i feel like old couples should do it because there's it has like guided questioning and it has questions about different things it teaches you how to discuss certain issues because you know you got to respectfully discuss things you can't be coming at people you know if you're trying to keep a healthy relationship so it teaches you how to basically have a conversation and bring up certain issues that might be hard to just talk about because obviously when you're in a relationship you don't want to hurt each other's feelings but you also don't want to not say something because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings if you catch my drift another cat at the stadium oh no they're just doing oh they're doing a throwback <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you're talking about mental health as you're watching the Yankees game. Things just come up, you know? This is important stuff about the lucky cat. But that's an interesting app. I've never heard of it, honestly. Yeah, I think it's Lastly. It's called, I think it's called the Lastly. But it might be called Lastly. And you can start with a free trial and then you could pay for it, which... I think it's like $20 a month, which is not bad if you're splitting it. And again, it has so many things. Like, we haven't even done everything. Like, oh, last thing. With ING at the end, last thing. That makes more sense. We'll put a <laughs> the little... lastly. You know, I've been making up my own thing. But yeah, it's pretty good and it's pretty handy. And also, if you want to take it to the next level, they do have that you could do like virtual workshops and actually talk to a therapist face to face as in FaceTime, which is good because of the pandemic and because of everything that's been going on. So that's how I have used, I guess, technology for the mental health in the pandemic. Must be nice that they didn't tell you you have so many problems. Get the fuck away from me. I think there was one that we did, though, that said that. And we were like, what the hell? Just say you don't want money. Exactly. And it might have been better help. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I just don't remember. Because in the beginning, there was, like, so many companies that were coming up with this type of platform. This is, like, a new one that we found. And it seemed more like engaging and more or less intimidating and not so like scary because you know what it's scary to do like therapy because now you gotta go deep into your wounds like they ask you about how your parents dealt with issues and it's like shit. i don't know i never witnessed my parents being together i've never even seen my own fucking father it- we could start from there if you want damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Exactly. So it's like you are now opening up wounds that you don't think about on a normal Tuesday. Like, so it's, so it's not easy for people to really go through it. But it does teach you more about a person because you're not... Let's just say when you're first dating a person and getting to know them, you're not like, oh, what are your 
What are your internal wounds? What is your deep, dark past? What is your family trauma? Like, you're not really talking about that when you're first getting to know a person. Like, that's something that you kind of get into, like, as you're, like, more in deep. Probably married. <laughs> you know what's funny? Or engaged. One of the first conversations I've ever had with C was, so what's your problems? What's going on up there? It was funny. I don't even know why it came to mind. He doesn't present as someone who has problems. But, you know, he got into the psychology field. I'm like, that obviously means you have fucking problems. So he gets into this field and it's like, oh, So you can self-medicate? <laughs> exactly. So you can figure out your own problems because your, your actual psychiatrist can't Won't fucking help you. Because they're too focused on what their actual problem is. So they're finding their own solutions instead of figuring out solutions for other people. That's smart. But that's why I said that there needs to be mental health check-ins, like, yearly. Like, you do a physical, and then you also do, like, a mental health check. And let's just say if they identify that you got something, you automatically get referred to a mental health doctor or a psychologist or a therapist or a social worker, depending on the severity of the issue. And then, depending on how bad it is or how, like, critical it is, there should be check-ins like every six months or less, depending on how severe. Because I feel like mental health is just something that gets thrown to the back burner when that actually could affect your actual health. Something with that too is like, I feel like I remember our like childhood doctor asking us things like, you know, how we feel and stuff. So I think it is kind of part of it. But it's like, what do you really say when your parent is like right next to you? You're going to be like, yeah, I feel fucking miserable. I'm not happy because it's awkward. It's a very awkward thing. So it's like, I feel like, like I understand why a parent may be there, but also I feel like it's best also if like the parent isn't there at times. I don't know right like I felt like one time my mom had came with me my to my appointment and I was already like over 16 so I already had done all the nasty and filth but it wasn't like I was on some filth shit you know like I had yes you were you whore (laughs) and then I was scared and paranoid so I really never really did it again so let's just say at that appointment I probably had done it one time so then the doctor was like oh are you sexually active I was like no like, exactly. am I going to say that in am front I gonna of my Am I going to be mom? like, yeah, I, I get fucked every day, doctor. Give me some birth control so I don't get pregnant. No, that's awkward. I'd rather just tell him, her, whatever, that, yeah, I am. And if I want birth control, we'll talk about it. Or if like, you want me to get tested, you know, we'll do that. Without my mom being like, what the fuck? You stupid slut. And then just throwing me out the window or slamming or choking me with the fucking stethoscope, (laughs) you know, I'd rather avoid that. That's the thing, too, because I think it is part of it, because when I started seeing my my primary care doctor now, like my adult doctor, he asked me, he was like, oh, do you ever feel like depressed? And then I just started crying and he was like... Oh wow! <laughs> he was like, "Oh wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to the social worker." 
literally just passed me off, but that's how I, I started getting into to therapy. But not everyone's like that, that you ask them that question, they'll start breaking down. Some people will just be like, oh, no, because they're just used to just answering that question like that. Just, no, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm so happy just all the time. I'm just, I just smile all the time. <laughs> if you see an, a tear coming down my eye, it's from the excitement. I'm just, when, when I'm happy, I cry. It's weird. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, okay, that sounds great. All right, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go just bang a nurse for like 30 <laughs> minutes and delay everybody. I'm right. <laughs> that is hilarious. But hey, listen, I don't know. Maybe they are doing that shit. Well, when my appointment's at 12 o'clock and Nancy had her appointment at 11.30, I just don't see why it's taking you so long to see her and not see me. You know? Right, then you realize that it takes mad long to get to your appointment, but then when it's your appointment, like, it's over like in two minutes. What's the point of an appointment if, you know, you're going to see me instead of at 12 o'clock, you're going to see me like at 4.30. Like, it makes no sense. And then you also take walk-ins. I think that's why I ends up fucking it up. If you take a walk-in, then you also have appointments. You're accommodating both. So then you're delaying people who made the effort of putting in an appointment. No, fuck the walk-ins. You should have made a fucking appointment, asshole. I feel like no. if you do walk-ins, it should be walk-ins based on available appointments. So let's just say if you do have an opening at 1230, okay, that person takes 1230. But if your next opening is not until 230, that's it. The person got to wait till 2.30 because it's not fair to the person that had an appointment and came on time, probably 15 minutes early, to get all their paperwork done and to be admitted right away. I am playing that. Exactly. That's what annoys me. It's like, no, I, I come here on time. All my paperwork's filled out because I've been coming here for like 35 years. No, 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 no. If I come here, if my appointment's at 1130 and I get here at 11 o'clock, I expect to be seen at 1130 and no later. Once it hits 1130, once it hits 1129 and 59 seconds, I expect you to be on the other side of that door. So when 1130 hits, you open that door and I can go in. Seriously, what's the agenda here? What is the deeper layer going on? What y'all doing back there? Now I need video cameras back there and I want to see the tape because I want to know what's taking you so long. Oh, I got paperwork to fill. No, you give that to the fucking nurse. That's why she's there. That's why you have a nurse, right? No, that's a lie. She's there so you could fuck her. So you could delay my fucking time. Don't lie to me, doctor. I see behind your fucking glasses and your fucking mask and your face shield. Because that's how it is now. They have like 45 different layers on. And they're probably sweating and dying. And you're the only one risking your life with your mouth wide open? Exactly. You're all in my fucking mouth and everything else, depending on what doctor I'm seeing. What's happening here? I don't know who was here before. This is air, oh, this is all airborne. The germs from the last person's going to be in here. Unless you, did you spray the place down? Did you, did you do some type of laser show in here to get rid of all the dust and nastiness? I doubt it. It is Montefiore that I trust them a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit, depending on the location. Don't yeah. we have the same thought? Yeah, but I never went to see. <laughs> I've had literally the same primary care doctor, and I haven't done nothing. Although I'm kind of mad at them because I asked them for a referral for a new for a neurologist, which I don't need anymore because I, I don't. I'm not getting the headaches anymore. But still, how about if I died? 
You wouldn't even know. There's just no urgency with nothing. Unless I'm rich. If I had money, if I was throwing money at you, you'd be paying all the attention to me. I just haven't been to one because I think I was in the emergency room like two years ago and they did a whole physical, so... Yeah, that was two years ago. You're supposed to go yearly. Listen, we, we've been in a whole pandemic. No, 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 because everything was opened up in the summer last year. So don't start. This and is New York. And I got my whole vaccine, so I'm immune for all diseases. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. You see, you're, you're giving false information to the public. I am immune from everything. I got my vaccine. Yeah, okay. I when got you, the microchip When, that, when you come back with tuberculosis <laughs> and shit. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't have COVID, but I have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The whole alphabet, really. But I don't have COVID. That's all that matters. Well, I have it, but it's not going to kill me. It's fine. Listen, people are prone to go to another. Be like, yeah, I had it for like a day. Only had mild symptoms. Okay, Dusty. <laughs> I've had Just say you don't take a bath every day. Exactly. So are people coming out and saying that they don't give up their children regular baths, like a form of them saying that they've lost control of their life? Um, I feel like that's probably part of it because I just don't feel like that's normal behavior because children are fucking disgusting. So if anything, they need baths more. Right. Especially if you're going outside all the time. I understand if maybe you've been home. But it even gets kind of hot and sweaty in your house. So. Exactly. I could be in the AC. I, I feel like I need a bath. So. Unless I have a mope all day, which is And I feel like also baths are like self-care therapy. Well, that's another thing, too. We shouldn't use the word bath. Because I don't take bath. Well, like, no, I don't like sit shower. in the bath. I, I shower. Well, when we say bath, we mean like, you know, just We're getting bathing there. ourselves. Exactly. I think that's where we, we get messed up. I think so, though. You know why? Because, fun fact, I used to take baths all the way until I was, like, 18 or 19. It literally wasn't until I moved in with my husband that I started taking showers. I mean, I take bootleg showers. Because I've been taking bootleg showers for a while now. Because You're about to get canceled. Watch your words. No. <laughs> no, because the air... The, the air pressure, the water pressure from the shower head in, in my house wasn't always great. Right now, it's all right. It's it's way better than it was before, but it's still not super strong. So I have to use the bucket, and that that's I'm the, <laughs> that's my shower. You in DR right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not in New York City. I'm in the Dominican Republic right now. Um, that's a lie. I wish I was in the Dominican Republic. That'd be Same. great. Same. But now I have to, like, so I stand and I, I shower, you know, do my thing. But instead of, you know, being showered down by the shower head, I take my bucket and I pretend, like, you know, I, the, I, yeah. I throw it over my head and, and pretend, like, oh, look at my shower. It's so strong. It's a fucking lie. It sucks. I'm I sorry. I don't know why it is like that, honestly. But Maybe that's why I never took a shower there. I mean, same thing in, in Ma's house. Did she even have a shower head? I feel like she didn't. Yeah. No, we did. I remember taking showers. Then. Whenever we washed our hair. That's the thing. We never only really used them when we washed our hair. But baths were like a daily thing. 
Well, I just, when I was little, I just liked to pretend I was the Little Mermaid. And, and make was, a whole flood. And then the people from downstairs would come upstairs banging on the door wanting to kill us. I don't know why. First of all, blame the super. Why is the floor so delicate that the water is <laughs> passing through? I, I, I can splash like one little <laughs> drop of water and it's going downstairs. That's not normal. That's called you need to fucking fix the whole fucking building. And also add an elevator while you're at it because I hate climbing those stairs. But that's probably the only reason why I'm not like 5,000 pounds. So I guess keep the stairs, no elevator. Even though I don't leave my house. So does that really make sense? Probably not. Make it make sense, George Washington. But that's another thing too with the whole, I'm not 5,000 pounds because of the stairs. That's another way we messed up and it, it kind of, well, not kind of, it definitely affected people's mental health because, you know, we've been home. So we've all gained some weight. And I feel like that makes you feel worse about yourself. Because at least for me, before everything hit, I was going to the gym regularly. I would at least go like twice a week. And I was actually losing weight. And things were looking bright. I was finally going to be under 200 pounds. It was going to be fantastic. But then everything shut down and I gained like 25, 30 pounds. I'm sorry. So now I just want to end my life because of it i'm sure a lot of people feel that way because they feel like there's no hope because i'm not trying to go back to a fucking gym but i feel like i kind of have to because i don't work out at home because being at home i'm not motivated to do anything except eat and sleep and watch youtube and now hbo max because i'm finally paying for it since they got rid of free trials for some odd reason i wonder why because we were all using email accounts Stephanie email accounts. I created one actually because I ran out of email accounts. But either way, oh my man got a base. Sorry, still watching the game. Dedicated Yankee fan, Yankees sponsor us. Give us money. Maybe we'll actually do video and get on camera so I could, I could, you know, model. I can model. You're promising things against my will. Uh, for money, I'll do it. Depending on how much. But the Yankees are fucking filthy rich. Even though they don't like spending their money on valuable fucking players. Especially fucking pitches, you fucking assholes. That's why you're still kind of shaky. And I, I'm still not sure if you're going to make it to the playoffs. But you better. You better. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, what was, what was <laughs> it? Mental health, guys. Mental health. Very important. But yeah, let us know. What have y'all been doing to get through all this negativity in the mind? Nothing. I'm canceling all my therapists and my psychiatrists, but they won't let me go for some odd reason. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> if one app told you to go get another, go seek help. I don't think you should be running away from I therapy. was just at a weak moment there. <laughs> Obviously. That was day one of pandemic. <laughs> that was 15 minutes in. <laughs> now we're like, this is fine. 
I mean, there apparently there's no more pandemic since we're going back to 100% everything and going back to work. It's like nothing happened anymore. Stop being a fucking slut. It's lit time. No, it's not. It's I'm about to pass out because these <laughs> allergies are killing me. Yes, guys. But yes, let us know what you have been doing. I know even the kids are getting affected. Like, how are we helping kids in the pandemic? Like, these schools better be stepping it up. Yeah, better be doing the real social emotional, not no giving no PBIS points for fun. Like, that's what I'm saying real. too. Because there like are a lot of discussions. A lot of know. a lot of my students, their relief, their escape is school because their home life sucks. And outside of home, they don't have anything else. It's not like they're gonna go outside because it's all drug dealers and gang members. What are they gonna do out there? Die. So I feel bad because it's like they just have to deal with the awfulness of their life all day, every day during this time. How sad. It's really depressing. I feel for them. And I pray for them and hope that... But you know, when that's all you know is okay, it's not until you're older that you realize, damn, I didn't have shit. I was poor. Damn, we was in the struggle. That's when it really hits you when you get triggered. Sorry. Watching the game. I got really into it. I'm sorry. Multitasking. We have to multitask. I love my men. I just want them to win. Also, food has been like therapy, which is a problem. But Yeah, food should never be therapy. And you know, that's something I, I've been thinking about recently. Because it's like... I, I, mentioned, I forgot who I mentioned it to. But I said that, you know, I, I eat whatever I eat because... I really enjoy it and it makes me happy. They're like, but food isn't happiness. It's sustenance. It's energy. So you could do what you got to do within the day. It's just a survival thing. Just like but food makes me happy. But but no, because my grandma fed me every fifteen minutes. So this is just just something I have to eat right now. It's learned because even from like newborn, before we know, life sucks. Every time we scream, they're feeding us food. So. Exactly. It's just like, shut the fuck up, eat this. And, like, know. she's screaming. Here's a bottle. She's screaming. Here's some chicken. Literally, we would just, like, just blink. And our grandma would be like, oh, that's because you're hungry. I need to go make you food. And then she'd make us a 40-course meal, and we'd have to eat every bite. If not, we'd be offending her. It's like we, we we called her a whore Oh, my or something. God. If you ever say you wasn't hungry, sometimes I just was like, Grandma, I don't want you to get up. You old. Just lay down. Like, Relax. Food. You've been slaving your whole life. <laughs> exactly. I could eat some cereal. And she'd be like, what? Complete. I know. Oh, my God. It'd be a whole show. But it's funny because our brother was actually telling me about how Everyone was like cursing him out because he was supposedly offensive because he told his grandma, his, his father's mother, that he wasn't hungry, that he didn't want to <laughs> Because she kept asking him. She was like, oh, you want food? He was, he was like, oh, no, no, thank you. You know, he started off polite. But, you know, after like the 40th time, you get annoyed. And it's like, no. And then that was that seemed offensive. It's like, how about you stop fucking asking me and I won't get annoyed? That makes sense. 
you're being really i know like you're not always trying to eat and you know sometimes you understand that the person got a slave to cook in the heat and now you're just like oh no i will eat later on or i'm not hungry right now they're like what <laughs> excuse me what you mean you will eat later <laughs> what, my food isn't good enough for you and then that's when you get punched, tables get flipped, you might get stabbed at some point, you'll black out until the next day and you realize you have bruises all over your body and you bled out most of your blood supply, but it's okay, you're still alive. It's like, you know, it's different if the person already cooked the food and it's already ready, fine. But if the food is not even done, I think that was I think that was the problem though. She, I think she had made it while they were on their way over there. And it was already there. So she was like, oh, you ready to eat? Oh, damn, he violated No, it's called, who told you to fucking cook? We were out. That means we ate. True. I didn't say we were hungry. That's on you. And that's the thing. I, um, I feel like it's a cultural thing. I'm not going to say it's only a Hispanic thing, because I feel like that's probably like an Italian thing and some other cultures, too, that, you know, when they hear that visitors are coming, they, they do like a huge, like, meal yeah they do a huge banquet like they're serving you know the whole military but you know it's only like two people coming over and it's like but you didn't ask if anyone ate so it's like why are you acting like you have to have food here like if and then if people don't eat you can't get offended because it's not like they said make me this food Exactly. It's not like they said they're going oh, I'm there. Hungry. They're going there not expecting anything. I just they literally went to just see you. Like let's just say, like whenever I visit anyone, I'm not expecting ooh, ooh, them ooh, to ooh, ooh. sorry. Whenever I go to anybody's house, I'm not expecting them to feed me. Like I'm just going there for a great time. I am expecting them to give me some liquor though. You freeloader! That might have been too loud. I don't know. It sounded loud in the headphones, but I'm not too sure. I can't stand you. Then again, so were my ooze, probably. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back next Wednesday, launching 7 a.m. Follow our Twitter, Ash Jewels Podcast. I think I got it right this time. Let me see. Before you go and follow other people. It is Ash Jules Podcast. Ash Jules Podcast, yes. On Twitter, follow us. Listen to all our episodes or I'm going to get mad. And I will see you next Wednesday for our next new episode that comes out at 7 o'clock in the morning. So you better wake up at 7, I mean at 6.59 a.m. to listen to it. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Have a great day. Bye. And root for the Yankees and Giancarlo Stanton, who just got us in the lead. 3-1, baby. Yankees winning this. Yankees winning this. And if you hear me in the next episode, the press, you know why. Yankees sponsor us. Exactly. And Stan, Judge, Sanchez, one of y'all, any of y'all, call me. My number is 347-242-4444. <laughs>